Hey everybody! Well, that sounded weird. <laughs> hey everyone, this is Wish Upon a Star, your unofficial Disney song by song podcast. Woo! I am Frodo the Lawyer. I'm Amanda the Person. And welcome now to episode. What what are we on now? Um, um like five thousand. Episode like eighty three. No, it's it's episode twelve. Episode double digits. No, 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 no. It's episode, no. It's episode eleven. It's definitely episode eleven. It's gonna say. Yeah, this is the goodness gracious. This is the third song of Pinocchio. It is coming after eight songs of Snow White. So. So we're all still a little dazed from that whole experience. Yeah, we're all pretty dazed from Little Wooden Head. That blew our mind, our little wooden minds. (laughs) I often find that a little wooden head will blow anyone's minds. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Let's leave those jokes behind us um, and move Uh on to this song, which is the third song of Pinocchio, as I said, and it is Give a Little Whistle. Hmm, do I want to leave these jokes behind, or do I not want to leave these jokes behind? If only there was someone, somewhere, who could tell me what the right thing to do was. Oh, maybe you have a conscience. A what, though? A conscience. Well, by by golly gee, Frodo, tell me more about that radical concept. Never heard of a conscience before. Well, um, as Jiminy Cricket explains to Mr. Pinocchio, Mm -hmm. a conscience is something that tells you what's right and wrong and all that that good good stuff. Um, I mean, specifically, right before the song, Pinocchio is given the sort of rule book for how he becomes a real boy, and he has to be brave, truthful, unselfish, and know between right and wrong. So I guess a conscience helps you do those things. I gotta say, I wish when I had hit puberty that someone had given me a rule book about, like, how to do how to be a real human being. I think that would be helpful for all of us to get. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if I would want that rule book delivered to me uh, by a blue fairy appearing in my house mm, at night. Sure. But, um, I mean, it's got kind of like a Hagrid feel to it, doesn't it? Like, you're a man, Frodo. Here's, here's a book. I can't take you to wizard school, but <laughs> enjoy reading. Goodbye. Yeah. I guess Hagrid and... Jiminy Cricket do have some similarities. I never thought about that before, given that one is a giant person and one is a <laughs> tiny cricket yeah, man. Yeah, but they both use umbrellas. That is really true. Umbrellas in, like, the reddish-pink family, even. Is this your... Kind of a major feature. Is this your theory? That... It's not. Okay. But I like it. It's a theory. Jiminy Cricket is Hagrid. Jiminy Cricket and Hagrid are very similar. I mean, in the last episode, you said uh, that Jiminy Cricket was inside, like, uh, the lamp salesman's turban in Aladdin. So <laughs> That's true. I guess he could be. Yeah. He could be Hagrid. That's like some cross-company <laughs> pollination, though. Well, maybe uh, Hagrid is one... What's the the thing in Harry Potter that can turn into animals? An anim- animagus? Yeah, maybe he his thing of that is a cricket, but he's like so embarrassed by that, he never does it <laughs> in all the Harry Potter movies. Perfect. Or maybe it's like the thing, like... have. This is a little bit off topic, which I know is super weird for us, but here we are. So, like, Disney World and Universal Studios in Florida are next to each other, right? Right. And currently, Disney owns Marvel, right? Yes. Yes. And so they also then own the Marvel characters, like Captain America and Spider-Man and all of that. But Mm -hmm. all of those used to be owned by Universal. And at Islands of Adventure in Orlando, 
all of those characters still meet. Mm. So maybe this is like a similar thing. Like Haggard kind of belongs to both Universal and to Disney. Interesting. Via Jiminy Cricket. Islands of Adventure has a Spider-Man ride. Is I think that's correct. That is correct. It is one of the first like 3D rides of its kind that really incorporates like 3D and 4D technology. Yeah. And I like it, and it makes many people very motion sick. Yeah. Um, but that, uh, now I guess he's, he's in the universe. He's in the Disney Marvel universe now. Yeah, so you can meet him on, like, a Disney cruise. Oh, wow. And I think you can meet him in California at Disneyland. I'm not positive about that. I know you can meet, like, Cap and Loki and stuff. Well, let's stop advertising for Disney and start advertising for ourselves, because we're Wish Upon a Star. We have yeah. a website. We have a Facebook. <laughs> we have a Twitter. Check them out. Yeah, but they're already listening to our podcast, Frodo. Is that really... What more advertisement do we need? That's true. Tell your friends to like us. Tell your friends to follow us. Tell your friends yeah. to go to our website. It's time to send us some money. I guess you can do that. Yeah, would send, be like the next step. Send us money. Um, you know, get tattoos of us on your face. That would yeah. be good. Yes, I would accept even a tiny one of us, like behind your ear, and be like Amanda and Frodo are my conscience, and oh. they will be my guide. Well, thank you for bringing us back to <laughs> to Pinocchio. Crushing it. We should talk about what happened before this song. Um, not much happened between. Little Wooden Head and Give a Little Whistle, but it was significant. Uh, it's a big part right. of the movie. We'd already talked about the wish that Geppetto had. That's the first thing that happens. Uh, mm-hmm. They all go to bed and and Geppetto wishes. But then after the wish, the next thing that happens is that Jiminy Cricket is trying to go to sleep, but all of the clocks are making a lot of sound. Um, <laughs> yes, this is like, uh, I don't know why this is a, a thing that they decided to put in the movie, but the clocks are making a lot of noise. Jiminy Cricket's eyeballs are bouncing back and forth to the ticks. <laughs> he eventually gets fed up and yells, quiet, and everyone shuts Which up. always works on clocks in my house yes. as well, so that checks out. And on the snoring uh, Geppetto, it shuts him up too. <laughs> it doesn't wake him up. And then that's right when the blue fairy comes in. So she comes in, Jiminy Cricket says, now what's up? Which I thought was a funny, a funny phrase. Um, I it's have, such a like modern colloquialism. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have expected the first what's up of, of uh, Disney to be in Pinocchio in right. 1940, but it is. And that is a, a thing that Jiminy Cricket does do. He, he's very, uh, he's very American, which mm-hmm. is interesting. I think he's the first American character we have in the Disney movies. That's true. He's very American. He, he's always making wisecracks. And he also, when the fairy first comes down, he looks at her and he goes, and this will be great for uh, watching in retrospect, but he goes, mm-mm. <laughs> she's a hot babe. Jiminy Cricket, come on now. That's no that's no good, Jiminy. No. But, you know uh, better than that. Yeah. But we see the, the blue fairy and she's... Uh, her animation's interesting. I don't, yeah, I, it feels a little closer to, like, the Snow White human inter- human right. animation. Yeah, for sure. Uh, she is, she you know, she looks more like a Hollywood actress. She mm-hmm. is actually um, a little bit translucent. You can actually see through her character to give off that aura of her being a fairy. Yeah. She turns Pinocchio into a living puppet, not not a real boy yet. Yep. Because you know, cause Geppetto, you know, he, he made the wish, and she that's, I guess, why she's here. Good. Um, Nothing scary about this at all. This is exactly what I like in my children's movies. Yes. She turns him into a real, not a real boy, but a real puppet, mm-hmm. and explains what the ground rules are, that he has to be brave, truthful, and unselfish. He has to learn to choose between right and wrong. And that's when this song comes in, because... Uh, 
Pinocchio doesn't know anything about right and wrong because he's a dumb little puppet. And Mm -hmm. Jimmy Cricket's like, I got that. And he becomes (laughs) the conscience and he's officially knighted the conscience by the the blue fairy. His clothes magically change uh, from ratty to normal. And Mm -hmm. and now we're good to go now. Yeah. Now it's time for lesson number one of Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. How to know between right and wrong. And, and that's... it's a singing, dancing, tap, tapping number. Definitely some tapping. I wish crickets tap danced more, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I also want to point out that uh, in the lead up to the song is the first time that we hear Jiminy Cricket call Pinocchio Pinocchio. And I, I really like <laughs> that as a nickname. Um, it's just like, is that is that the the easier part of the name for you to say is yeah. the Pinocchio? Yeah, not the not the EO. Um, oh, oh! Is this about Hagrid too? No, this is better. Okay. This is not Amanda's theory corner because I have a specific theory designated for that okay. today. But this is a theory. Okay, what is this theory? Do you think that Pinocchio, when he grows up, becomes Captain EO? <laughs> I don't even know who that is, but I'm already laughing. So, who, who is Captain EO? Please explain to me and the listeners who are not oh, as boy. cool as you. Yes, we're going to actually, hang on for one second, I'm going to pull up the full history of Captain EO, okay. because it's important that I get every single aspect of this right. Well, while, while you're coming up with that, I'd, I'll point out to our listeners that one of the reasons I like the Pinocchio nickname is I do think that it, it's another way of the sort of Americanizing of the movie with Jiminy Cricket, because he's he's taking this Pinocchio, which is obviously some sort of Italian-y name, mm-hmm. the book, Adventures of Pinocchio, is Italian, and he's kind of made it into this... Like, you can imagine someone in the 1940s or 30s being like, like, hey, boys, like, look over there, it's Pinocchio! Yeah, right. Okay, so I have I have the f- proper information on Captain EO. Okay. I did know who he was, all you Disney purists out there. I just wanted to make sure I had the dates right. Please explain. So Captain EO was a movie experience at Disney World, at okay. Epcot specifically, from 1986 through 1996. And hmm. it was a 3D science fiction film Starring Michael Jackson. Oh. And directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Whoa. Yeah. They 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 went big budget. <laughs> they sure did. Um, it ran through 1986 through 1996, and then it closed, which was devastating. And then it opened again in 2010 um, after Michael Jackson died and stayed open until, like, 2015. Oh, really? Um, but it was this nonsense science fiction movie featuring Michael Jackson as Captain EO, um, who was this, like, intergalactic traveler warrior thing. So was it, it wasn't Disney-themed then, it was just at Disney. Yeah, they, like, well, it, it was, it was for Epcot. Right. So, like, right. it was a lot of that sort of, like, Epcot feel. Like, this um, is what the future is, yeah. Yeah, exactly, like, um, it was produced, like, via Lucasfilm, via cool. Walt Disney, um, and, like, is ve- if if you guys can go and find like a clip of it on YouTube, um, it is absolutely delightful. Um, it features two songs: "We Are Here to Change the World" and "Another Part of Me," um, who are, which is both both of them are written and performed by Michael Jackson. <laughs> That's crazy. And it's one of the first 4D films because it incorporated like in theater effects like lasers and smoke and stuff like that. Um, and it's it's just utter nonsense. It's so <laughs> 80s and it's. Michael Jackson, like, in his prime, and everyone should go try to find and watch it. But what if Pinocchio grew up to become a space traveler? Captain I mean, EO. I think that that's very reasonable. 
Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, he becomes a real boy out of a wooden puppet. Who's to say that he... First of all, who's to say that he ever dies? Like, I don't know if he has any organs. Like, right, that's could die. Like, he's he like gets a he he becomes a flesh boy at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. But like, is that a skin suit or yeah. is he like flesh through and through? There's no way of knowing without performing some sort of surgery that Geppetto does not <laughs> do on camera. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. So maybe he just lives forever and eventually becomes a future spaceman. Yes, and then also like becomes michael jackson a little bit right he I might mean, eight we don't know like the blue fairy could be like you know it's hard for you to go through life as like a seven-year-old boy right let's make you like an adult i mean when michael jackson first was was a person that i have seen he was a little boy so maybe he just went straight into that that's true like maybe he just transformed into flesh michael jackson yeah <laughs> all right well i'm glad that we now have like a a, a new uh you know pop icon to, to <laughs> conspir- conspiracy about because Zac Efron was getting a little tired and... Ooh, uh, speak for yourself. Zac Efron's yeah. got the stamina of a mountain lion. Well, we'll see. We'll see what he what he has for us in store coming up, but mm-hmm. um, now we've got we've got Michael Jackson. We have... He's he's on the on the table, you know. The yes, card yes. is out there, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever poker expressions people use. He's... Yeah. He's all in. And honestly, like, he's about as Italian-seeming as the rest of this scene is. Like, I know <laughs> Pinocchio is set in Italy, but it's so it's so Germanic-looking. This, like, like all the cuckoo clocks and the, like, all the wood. And, like, I know that, like, they have wood in Italy, but, like... They do? From what I've been told. But even, like, Pinocchio's hat, like, yeah. the little, like, Swiss cap thing. Yes, The yeah. feather in it. It's right. not an Italian boy's hat. Well, Switzerland is near Italy, the Alps. Yeah, but he's wearing lederhosen. All right. Fair enough, but uh, I guess that is where we uh, where we get back to the song. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the song starts off, and he says, "If you need any help, uh, you're just gonna whistle for me, and then I'll come." Whistling's out like this. a theme in early Disney. Yeah. yeah, this is the second whistling song. Yeah. So I guess before we get too deep in it, uh, what are your what's your thought on that? Whistling while you work versus whistling to summon your cricket conscience. I mean, what um, if you're just like having a nice whistle and then you're like, oh, now I've got this cricket conscience here. Yeah. yeah well, I was trying to just enjoy myself and like, sure, Jiminy Cricket, I know I've been watching How I Met Your Mother for 15 hours, but like, you don't need to judge me for it. And you'd be like, no, this was work whistling. Yeah, this is unrelated whistling. This was not, this was not summoning whistling. I mean, they are different tunes, like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, as opposed to, like, give a little whistle. Woo! <laughs> nice I'm not going to try to whistle on the microphone and, like, ruin the audio well, recording. Can, of can you whistle? A bit, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, like, not dissimilar to flute. Can you make a whistling sound with wood, though? Like like a wooden flute? There's probably wooden I guess flutes there, or yeah, a recorder. There are flutes. That's a real thing. Yeah. He's like a recorder. <laughs> Um, so if I were to like turn Pinocchio to the side and like blow across his mouth, right? If you if you were uh, in a fifth grade classroom full of mm-hmm. like children with recorders, then um, yeah, they're all they're all Pinocchio. I think this this song might give us a good thing we can use in future episodes of this show because you know how like whenever Jiminy Cricket is like, if you're in trouble and you don't know where to go, just give a little whistle. Mm-hmm. I think that we or if you can't give a little whistle, then he says just like it's like what else do you do and. Pinocchio says, just shout Jiminy Cricket! Oh, yeah. I think that when we get too off-topic from the song, <laughs> we can just say, like, Jiminy Cricket, and yeah. that's, like, our cue word. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay. That's our safe word, yeah. That's our safe word, yeah. Uh, before we do go back, though, I, you just mentioned something I, I have in my notes that I want to point out. Mm. That is, 
when he, he says, if your whistle's weak, yeah, I'll Jimmy Cricket. Mm-hmm. So I was almost sure that it goes, not just a little squeak, pucker up and blow. And if your whistle's weak, yell, Jiminy Cricket, and then Jiminy Cricket goes, right. Uh, that doesn't happen in the movie. The right that Jiminy Cricket says is not there. And I was like, no, that's... Interesting. Yeah. That, that does sound yeah. right. But in the mm. mo- it's not there in the movie, at least in the copy I saw. Did you find it, like, in a recording somewhere? Like, did you try, try listening to the song somewhere else? Well, so then I, I, I looked further. So it's not in the movie. It's not in the YouTube video that I could find of the mm-hmm. movie, but it is on the, or on the, uh, if you go on uh, Spotify, the original soundtrack um, uh-huh. has it in there. So I think that I must've listened to it like when in one of those Disney CDs mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. That's what I call Disney. No, mine wasn't that mine was like Disney's greatest volume, whatever or something. Mm. Um, I think now that's what I call Disney was, was too new for me. I was, <laughs> that's fair. So I, I had this moment and it reminded me of your moment with hi ho, where you thought mm-hmm. it was off to work we go, but really the first time it's home from work we go. It is very weird how childhood paints different pictures than the world presents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was Amanda's flowery language of the day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I hope you all enjoy. Thank you. Yes. Let, let's go through this song a little yeah, bit. Let's hit, let's hit it. So he, he starts off, he says, when you get in trouble and you don't know right from wrong, give a little whistle. Woo! Right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and yeah, Happy to and, assist. Um, Jimmy whistles into his hat. Yeah. Um, this is and, another one of those examples of like, Things you can show off in animation that you can't show off in live action. Yeah. He whistles into his hat, and it it echoes back to him, and then Pinocchio tries the same thing. It's kind of a funny little image, and and no sound comes out, and he's like, what's wrong with my hat? Um, Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Pinocchio. It's your hat that's broken. Um, (laughs) So what do you think about that? That's another another echo in a Disney (laughs) song. Uh, Oh, man. They love echoes, don't they? Do you think it's just because it's it's a trick that they can show off? Maybe that's so it. I think, well, was it was it Dan who was talking about that in episode six and a half? Yeah, I think that, that Dan actually did bring that up about how part of in I'm wishing at least it, it was to show not only are we able of to recreate these uh, legitimate types of, of music like operetta, but we can even do things that aren't possible in a normal right. Operetta. We can have the character sing along with herself. I guess they're still in the, like, show-off phase a bit, because it is only 1940 that this movie came out in. Yeah, and it's also made me think, you know, maybe at this point, Pinocchio has not yet, um... The the water people aren't yet, like, on his team yet, you know? Mm, He he tries to get them to echo him, but they're they're like, no. You're not a real real boy. We don't don't echo for puppets. I was about to ask if they were in a landlocked part of Italy, and then I remembered (laughs) the end of the movie. (laughs) <laughs> I would suspect that, no, they do have some access to water. Yeah, I don't know if there are many landlocked parts of Italy, but if there are... Uh, well, like, Tuscany and stuff is not, like, super... Cl- like, it's not far from the water, it's only so wide of a country, but, like, yeah. in a small village in the, you know, whenever time this takes place, right. generic old Europe. Yeah, that, that's fair, um, but... But they do, so... Yeah, no, J- Jiminy Cricket, he, the water people are all on board with him. They're like, oh yeah, we'll <laughs> echo for you, Jiminy. We got, yeah. we got you, we got you. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've got access to your hats now. <laughs> That's right. The water people are in your head. Maybe he has like a very sweaty a sweaty head, like a very his brain is very very wet, and uh, Pinocchio doesn't because he doesn't have sweat glands at this time. That's true, because of him being again, yeah, not a flesh boy. And then after that, uh, he says, and it's kind of shaking up the the 
tune a bit, but he says, take the straight and narrow path, and if you start to slide... And then he slides. Yeah. The slide. That's what I wanted to to talk about next. Um, Oh, it's a great slide. Yeah. Is it an electric slide? It is distinctly an acoustic slide, (laughs) but I appreciate the reference. What, what, What kind of instrument is that? He slides down. Is he on a violin? Is that what he's on the violin? Yeah, I think it's a violin, but I, I don't know the difference between that and a viola, so I didn't want to, like, a say A viola is smaller? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Neither what, of us are right, stringing. Why don't you now, now say that it's bigger, and, and I'll edit in the right one <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> okay, a viola is bigger? Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be another thing where you, like, say that we're going to edit it in, and then I listen to the podcast, and I hear us say on the podcast, like, we'll cut this out later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that that whole sequence is very cool visually. There's the sh- use of shadows. Mm-hmm. When Jiminy's on the violin, you can see him reflected behind on the wall, because I'm assuming there's candlelight there, and he's yeah. like... Actually, I, I kind of wanted to talk about that, because I think there's an interesting change in sort of the animation style. It, there's a move like away from just like gags and into more story-based animation. And I think you can see that a lot here because there were a lot of things in this scene that I, th- I like to think of as almost gags. All right. Where I kept expecting them to do a gag and then they didn't. Like where he was had his shadow like really well so- shown behind him. I definitely thought the shadow was going to like animate on its own. Oh, yeah. And like do a, its own little dance. But no, it was just following straight through. No, it was just a good looking piece of animation. And then the other specific part... Later, he sticks his face inside a pipe, and you can see the, like, ash and stuff on the inside of the pipe. Yeah. And I was so sure that it would puff up and explode, and he'd end up with, like, a soot-covered face. And he didn't. And I, I don't know, I think it's just a cool way to, like, compare to Snow White, yeah. where, like, if dwarfs were doing that, there would be nothing but gags. Or in uh, the other Whistle song, Whistle While You Work, that is yeah. just filled with, like, animals everywhere, something crazy happening every second, someone's getting messy, someone's getting, you know, hit in the head with a, uh, you know whatever, a rag. Um, yeah, all sorts of nonsense. Yeah. And I think just, like, it shows more that the animation is being used now to serve the story as opposed to, like, just be funny. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's interesting. Yeah, it is. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting uh, concept of restraint in, in the animation. But, it, yeah, yeah I, I see where you're saying it comes through. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, and, like, Jiminy Cricket is, like, so specifically characterized as this, mm. like, He's got kind of like a like a music man, like Harold yes, Hill quality yeah. to him, like that sort of person. Right. Um and like That's as a very opposed good to like yeah. Thanks. Just roll into the compliments yeah. today, Frodo. I'm I'm digging it. Um but like that sort of like I'm the all American man. Yeah. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm a sell you tell whatever you I do. Need. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You know, like, oh you've got a conscience, my friend. And it starts with a C and it ends with an E and it works on you. It works on you. Yeah, that was yeah. well done. Bravo. Thanks. Um, Thanks. Yeah, but I, I agree that that he has that same uh, that same persona. Um, I guess that this could be then a good time to talk about why is Jiminy a conscience in this uh, in this movie because he is not in the book. I, I don't know if you looked into the background of the book, but I did not. In the book, <laughs> the character of the cricket is called the talking cricket and he's mm-hmm. um he's kind of like a wise old cricket who's been in the house for a long time it almost reminded me a little bit of the mulan cricket in a way mm-hmm. being nice like, first of all being an actual cricket and not like a tiny human person <laughs> but then sure. with fingers uh but also be uh, being like sort of an ancient uh person that is passing down knowledge so he mm-hmm. lives in, the, in pinocchio's house and he 
he pops up to give Pinocchio advice, um, but he's not, like, the main character. At one point, he tells Pinocchio to go to school, and then in response, Pinocchio actually throws a hammer at him. Oh, no. And kills him. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, so the talking cricket dies in his first appearance in the book, but then he comes back as a ghost a few times and is kind of like a like a force ghost giving advice uh, throughout the the books the the adventures that Pinocchio has um, yikes that's I'm, st- I'm still kind of stuck on the him killing him with a hammer thing yeah no he literally throws a, a mallet and and dead I dead don't cricket. like that no so it, it's very it's a very different fate yeah and it's uh so it's interesting seeing how the ca- the character is used in different times. Here it's the conscience. In 1996, there was a live-action version of Pinocchio uh-huh. in which there was a cricket named Pepe. All so, right. <laughs> so it, when they were developing the the uh, concept of the movie, um, and this is something I read about in the J.B. Kaufman book. Thank goodness for J.B. Kaufman, man. He's only written these two books, though, about particular movies. So he has to oh, get... Oh, we're going to be in trouble after this. Yeah. But, but basically what happened was... As they started developing the concept of the, the story more, they wanted to have the cricket play more of a, a role and have it more of a narrator, and then they brought in Cliff Edwards, uh, a.k.a. Ukulele Ike, to do the voice. We talked about him before, but he was mm-hmm. kind of a, a star of this era. So it, it, it lended the character to have a more prominent role. But then going back into our run-through of the song, uh, after the whole sl- you start to slide and that part... They go back into the give a little whistle, and Woo-hoo. yeah, yoo-hoo's. Uh, there's a yoo-hoo part where he sees the little uh, clock people uh, family. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and they come out, and, and as part of that, it's it's a long uh, it's a long mu- sort of musical break in the song. Mm-hmm. He sees them. He bounces up and down on a saw. He's he's jumping all over the place. He's making all sorts of sounds, but there's no words. He's an excitable cricket. Like, brum, brum, sounds like a, mm-hmm. like a trumpet or a horn. <laughs> uh, and this is actually, uh, cl- this was a Cliff Edwards thing. Apparently okay. he was known for his scat sounds and, nice. and making a lot of whoops and doops and all sorts of things like that. <laughs> so this, this plays right into him and allowing him to ham it up in this song. Yeah. But yeah, what are your thoughts on this whole sequence of animation um, it's our most active part of the song in terms of... Yeah. yeah. And it is delightful. Like, again, it kind of reminds me a lot of the stuff I like in Silly Song, like going back right. to Snow White. Yeah. Again, it's a lot of, like, sort of, like, fun interacting with environment gags. And I love a, like, a jazzy, like, American, like, hi, I'm 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 the American man, and I'm going to sing you a song now sort of number. Like, I'm, it's no one song, but it's pretty, pretty good as it goes. Yeah. But I do have... A theory about Jiminy Cricket. Oh God! Which means that it's time for Amanda's theory corner. Woo! And I, from what I've heard, there's a there's a theme song now. Yeah. Well, you brought up in the last episode that there was no theme song for Amanda's theory corner, mm-hmm. and I you made me feel really bad about it. So I did write a, a theme song to Amanda's theory corner, and uh, we'll listen to it now, and then uh, then you know we'll see how it goes. Okay, here we go.
So that, that's the Amanda Theory Corner theme, everyone. Oh my god. She's a person is my favorite part. Yeah. So that's that's that. Um, I don't even need to do a theory now. I'm just very satisfied with this whole day. Yeah, so that's, that's going to be playing on this podcast every time you come up with a theory. So just... I'm going to walk down the aisle to that song. <laughs> I like, don't feel like my theory is like good enough to follow up on that no, now. No. But I think it's a pretty good theory. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I've got it. I've managed to sum it up in an elevator pitch. So mm. just sort of drop it on you. All right, go ahead. Okay. Jiminy Cricket is a dark cricket, and he made a deal with the devil. Ah, so he he's Ooh. so he's not Hagrid then, because Hagrid was a good witch, a good witch, not a not a Voldemort. Well, Hagrid takes like Harry Potter takes place in the nineties. Mm. So he could, like, have gotten better by then. All right, that's true. I think this is kind of like a Faustian situation, where, like, right. he sold his soul. Right, so so he sold his soul for what purpose, though? So that he can... Well, so I think that the blue fairy is maybe not such a good fairy. You mean not a kind fairy? Or not, I a, think maybe not an she's effective like fairy? a demon fairy. Oh, okay. That's not yeah, good. Like, like, as far from not kind as you can <laughs> be. Like, pretty, pretty not kind. I mean, so she, like she did summon like a an inanimate object and make it right, rise from the, the dead. Thing. Like yeah. Jiminy Cricket's a down on his luck cricket. You know, when you're down on your luck, that's when temptation comes to call. Slide. Yeah. Um and so like but instead of sliding towards good, this blue fairy shows up and is like like the part that we don't see on camera is like, Hey, you give me your soul and I'll get and you just do this favor for me, you lead this boy around. <laughs> And I'll, I'll, I'll give you a nice top hat. I'll fix the holes in your shoes. I'll give yeah. you thumbs. So you, do you think that um, Geppetto didn't really wish the wish? you think that like, Jiminy was the one who's kind of behind the scenes made this all go through? Well, I think he wished it, but, like, let's, let's think about it. Like, what sort of wish-granting story ever ends with the wish being done in a good way? Right, there's always it's some very, sort of like, consequence. It's very, like, sort of thing. Like, yeah. you get the thing, but it's not the way you wanted it to be. Like, I wish right. I had the day off from work tomorrow, and it's like, you do, because you got fired. <laughs> so maybe it's like, yeah, Geppetto, you wished for a son. Here's this, like, pseudo-animated demon child that a cricket is in charge of. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so, so if then... So Jimmy Cricket did use... He is a dark cricket. Yeah, well, I think he's, like, a cricket who, like, got led astray. Like, I think he, like, desires her power. Mm. So you think that he wants Pinocchio to end up... Do you think he wants to lead him to wrong and not right? Or do you think that he's just kind of using Pinocchio to get, like, his fancy new gloves and shoes? No, I think he's leading... I think the Blue Fairy was like, okay, I'm going to animate this puppet. You lead him to wrong. And Jiminy Cricket was like, okay, because, like, a true American salesman, he's just going to sell it with Mm -hmm. song and dance. Yeah. And, like, even though he says he's Pinocchio's conscience, like, Pinocchio still ends up, like, not doing so well. Yeah, but, yeah Jimmy Cricket doesn't really, like, do much to, to save him. I guess we'll get to this in a later episode, but they, like, walk through an ocean together. But, like, beyond that, <laughs> I'm not really sure what Jimmy Cricket does. Yeah, and, like, what sort of cricket besides one granted with supernatural demon powers can walk through an ocean? I mean, I guess you could have supernatural, like, yeah. heavenly powers, yeah. but there's no evidence for that. yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting theory. Um, so then, I guess, what's his end game? Well, I think that once he delivers the soul of Pinocchio, like, back to the Blue Fairy, having mm. strolled the earth, he gets to be a free cricket who, like, uh, continues okay. to have good clothes. Like, I think he's working to, like... And maybe, like, he does fulfill his task, and that's how he becomes, like, an immortal cricket man who goes mm. on to, like, 
be a, the lamp seller and Hagrid. Right. And Hagrid and Michael Jackson. Michi yeah. and Michael Jackson, yeah. Oh, well, no, so- Pinocchio because Michael Jackson. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, world. Pinocchio different Michael thing. Jackson. Yes, different, way different. <laughs> yeah, um, super different scenario. Yeah. So Michael Jackson and Hagrid. Mm-hmm. And they're both probably evil. Well, no, Michael Jackson is not evil. No. Yeah. Well, I mean... It depends on if, if you believe I mean, those yeah. lawsuits. <laughs> he he might he might be, but like yeah. <laughs> the, the Michael Jackson of this scenario. Right, right, right. Um, is not. I like that. Um, I, I do want to yeah. follow up on a past theory we had, and that was that Geppetto is crazy. I think we should steer away from the word crazy. I think maybe yeah, like sure. deeply distressed. Right. It, he is uh, at the very least hallucinating things, and and yes. um. His reality is is uh, skew in some way. We'll say yes. I think that's a, a better way of putting right. it. Um, as the show Crazy Ex Girlfriend has taught me, um, crazy <gasps> good show. is uh, not the right term. To God, know. that show's so good. Yeah, I will. I would die for um, for Greg though. But he's gone. I know, and it makes yeah. me endlessly sad. But Santino Fontana is one of my favorite yeah. actors, and I can't wait until we get to Frozen to talk about him. Where, where were we? Oh, yeah, so Geppetto is, has something going on. Um, if he really is sort of imagining all of this, um, like, what's going on in this scene? I kind of thought maybe this is all, like, a dream that he's having, because he's asleep. Like, we know he's asleep. Mm-hmm. And maybe he, he has a dream about Pinocchio being animated because he just wished for it. And, yeah. you know, maybe that's why there's, like, a human cricket there, because dreams don't make <laughs> sense. Um, sure. And I thought, I thought that could be a potential thing, or I thought maybe he's, like, sleep moving them like he like he, he found a dead Ooh. cricket like somewhere in his house and then he found you no know, he's like animating them and he's like he's like making them happen i, I kind of maybe reminded me of like the lego movie maybe yeah just some thoughts i I, I i like the i mean i don't like the idea i hate the idea of him like animating a dead cricket in his sleep but like boy what an image <laughs> yeah just uh, like and like the key keeps like crushing the cricket in his hand by accident it's like a <laughs> dead like falling off lost. yeah exactly um, he like glued a top hat to it. <laughs> How do you even? Where do you even find those gloves? I want to go just run through a couple more observations that I had on the song. Yeah, hit me. I noticed that Jimmy Cricket's gloves and Pinocchio's gloves are are both the, the same as the Mickey Mouse and all those character gloves. So mm-hmm. I don't know if we pointed that out in a prior episode, but it's it's <laughs> uh, an interesting thing. Um, yeah. I also wanted to point out the, the the bit where Jiminy Cricket says "you who" to the the little the woman who is part of one of those clocks, and oh, then, yeah. she, then then she goes into the little door, and then he says "woohoo!" So he he must have thought that his "you who" like had some sort of uh, successful uh, game. Yeah, Jiminy Cricket also does not have a great grasp on reality. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like what sort of thing can interact with him back? I mean, he isn't like. A, a talking human cricket, so yeah. I get that, but still. That's, that's a good point, that he he thinks that somehow these inanimate objects have uh, responded to him. He thinks that his flirting with the woman is gonna is somehow been successful, and that, you know, you know pretty soon he, he's gonna he's gonna get it. But, um, yep. that's what I had to talk about with this. Um, well, I guess we haven't we haven't really talked much about Pinocchio. Besides that he's Michael Jackson. No, I feel like we should, like, hit that a this little is, bit. This is our first real exposure to the character because he's he's been inanimate up until now. Like, this is the first time we hear him talk. It's cool. He's he's played by an actual child. Oh, really? Yeah, which is cool. Like, so, for example, let me lead you into another little segment about 
that I'm going to call an actor's life for me. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Do you get it? Because yeah. that's one of the parts of a song in this movie. No, I like it. And it has a little bit of the you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. Exactly. Life, Pirate's Life, yeah. Yo-ho, yo-ho, an actor's life for me. Yeah. It's very similar. It's mostly rum and drowning. Yeah. It's pretty much the, this whole life. You are an actor. I want People don't remember that from early on. You're not just a bookseller uh, in a podcast. You're an actor. Indeed. Act, um, so... You have some insight here. So, yeah, let us know a little bit about the actor behind the Pinocchio. Young Dickie Jones. Uh, he later went by Dick Jones because Dickie Jones is not the name for an adult person. Dick is much better for an adult. Yeah. Adults yeah. are dicks. Children <laughs> are is, dickies. It is accurate. Or Richard, but apparently not. Apparently no. that wasn't an option here. No way. Um, but he was only 13 when he did this movie. So as opposed to, like, Snow White, where they sort of forced an adult's voice down into, or up into what they thought a child sounded like. That's when they're like, no, you're you're an actual child. Let's let's see what that sounds like. Yeah, good job, um, Dickie. Yeah, he crushed it. Um, He'd had a few, like, small roles and things before that. He was in um, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington oh. as one of Jimmy Stewart's pages. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And yeah, the, the, the page's name was Richard Dick Jones. So they didn't really, like, yeah. stretch outside the box for that. <laughs> no. Um. And then he went on to do, like, mostly West, like, a bunch of Westerns. He became, there's apparently a bunch of ranches out West that, like, they would film most of the movies at. And he was one of the, like, cast of actors at one of the ranches. Right. So he was just, like, side characters in a lot of Westerns. So they're like, we need someone to kill. Get out yeah. here, Dick. And then they yeah, get, come on, Dickie, let's do this thing. Um, he only died a couple years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, he died in, like, 2014, I think it was. Oh, so he must have been pretty old. If he was yeah. 13 in well, 1940... Yeah, he's born in 1927. Nice. So, so yeah, like, almost 90s, yeah. 80s, late 80s, cool. early 90s. Well, yeah, congrats on, on the long life lived. If any of your relatives, Dickie, are listening to this, um, we hope your grandpa wasn't a dick. Hey. No, he's <laughs> he's delightful. I, I really enjoy the voice of Pinocchio. Like, I think it captures the, like, youthfulness without being grating. Not that I can yeah. point to anyone who's done that recently in other movies we may have watched, yeah. but, like... <laughs> No, I think that, yeah, that's a definitely a good point. We hear him sing at the very tail end of the song. He mm-hmm. does the, and always let your conscience be your guide uh, at the very yeah. end. And he, he sings it you know, like a normal kid would sing it. He's not like yeah. doing weird vibratos. He's not uh, you know, pinching his nose together. It's just a, nor- <laughs> like a, a normal child sound. Yeah, it makes me excited to get to hear about how he's got no strings to hold him down. I have a little bit more background as well from the J.B. Kaufman book I read. Yes, um, bring us the Tome of Knowledge. Let me drink from its font. So uh, some background about Pinocchio specifically. Mm-hmm. We know, as you said, that it was played by Dickie Jones. How did that come up about? How did Pinocchio become this cute little boy? Um, I guess, spoiler alert, Pinocchio was not always going to be a cute little boy. Aww. In the book that this is all based on, The Adventures of Pinocchio, uh, Pinocchio is kind of uh, a little more edgy. He's not really our innocent Pinocchio that we have now, where he's played by a kid, and he's like, gee whiz! And he doesn't really know how things work. Uh, he's more of your kind of, like, you know, trickster character, where he he's cocky and rebellious. Not only, like I said, does he kill the talking cricket with a hammer, he gets Geppetto arrested and jailed mm-hmm. at one point in the book. That's not so good. Yeah, so originally uh, Walt Disney wanted that to be in this movie as well, he wanted to have a Pinocchio that was cocky and rebellious, uh, headstrong. Is another one of the ways it was described. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they tried that. They started storyboarding it that way, and they started animating it that way, and they uh, were recording some things. 
And I guess they at some point decided this isn't going to work. <laughs> him being this character is not going to be likable. So they decided to flip it, make him different than the book, make him innocent, and that made him a lot more likable and appealing as, as sort of a kid. Uh, that doesn't take a much better idea, just yeah. like, based on the concept. And along those same lines, not only did they change the character of it, but they changed the animation as well. Mm. Uh, originally, it was going to be like in the, the illustrations that go along with the book, he was going to look much more like a, a puppet of that era in Italy, which would be Ooh. a little more blocky, a, a little bit... Uh, less rounded, his joints were going to be more pronounced, he was going to be a little pointier, like have a pointier hat and yeah, a pointier nose. Yeah, I think one of the things I like most about like the animation of him as a puppet is mm. that he's not a scary puppet. Yeah. He's still very like soft and kind looking, even though he's puppetized. Well, you would not have liked uh, where this movie was like pre-1938 then, but... Oof, nope, I don't think so. so. So they, particularly this guy named Mitt Call and I might be saying that wrong. It's K A H L. He's yeah. one of the the famous nine old men. Uh, so these original okay. animators. He was the one who was like, forget trying to make this him look like a puppet. He's what he said was make him an appealing little boy first, mm-hmm. and then a wooden puppet second. So the priority is is not on him being a puppet. It's on him being a kid. Yeah, I think that was a good call. Which I think makes him more relatable. You know. Most people watching this are kids. Yeah, just better overall. So, Amanda, do you want to lead us into the review section of the podcast, unless you have anything else to say? No, that's about it. Um, so, I am judging by 0 out of 10 um, small blue bow ties. Yeah. As Pinocchio wears. Um, and I am going to give this song 7 out of 10 small blue bow ties. That's good. That's a that's a good number that you've given. It is. It is. I like this song. Like, it doesn't do a lot to move the plot forward in terms of, like, a whole big thing. But, like, it's super cute. I think that's jazzy and catchy. Um, and I enjoy the animation bits without them taking away from, like, the song itself. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. I think I would like to have a little bit more, like, variance. Yeah. But... We're gonna get some some pretty yeah. big some pretty cool numbers later, yeah. so I don't feel like I yeah. About the variants, um, this is another thing I read in the book that mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these Disney songs that we've heard in the first two movies have been verseless, so they've mm-hmm. just had a, a chorus, so they're really just one musical theme, and then sure. uh, and then it goes into like a dance number type of thing, and that was intentional. Uh, Apparently, in a lot of movies of that of the 1930s era, the the songs would be just a chorus in the movie, and then they would release the song with a longer verse and and, Interesting. and more full music. Um, both when it was published as sheet music and when it was uh, in the as a recording. And I actually did find there's a bunch of uh, versions of of Cliff Edwards singing the song on the internet, and I found oh, a cool. ton of them. Um, they're all like slightly distinct, but I did find one mm-hmm. that has the verse, and it's it's uh, it's weird. It's it's a totally different tune at the beginning. Yeah, but that's uh, like DVD bonus features. Yeah, for the 1940s. Right. So that so you mentioned that there's not a lot of variance. That is one reason why we right as of now we haven't seen too much variance in any of these songs, except I would say "Hi Ho" is the one where we've seen the most because it was too distinct. Uh, yeah, melodies. and silly song. Yeah. Just because um, they have several right, different right, verses, right. but uh, cool. So, yeah, sorry, I, yeah. I, I hijacked your review, but no, you're but, fine. I 
I didn't have much else to say. But I don't think I really had anything else to say besides that. I liked it. Uh, what are, What are you hitting us with, Frodo? Yeah. So I'm gonna uh, just remind the audience that I'm gonna keep rating these on a overall list of all songs that we've talked about. Um, I am putting this one out of eleven songs in mm. fifth place. Ooh, pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a B. So it, that's the same grade I've given a, in a couple other songs, but it's a B for. <laughs> um, yeah, I couldn't find a, think of a B word that had to do with this song, but that's the sound that uh, that he makes. So, yep, I so like it. Um, so, in particular, this goes be- just after "Silly Song" and just uh, before "I'm Wishing." So, I really do like "I'm Wishing" that much. I still, I'm still gonna fixate on that. Such, a, yeah. such a bad song. To be honest, when I first rewatched Pinocchio to prepare for these episodes, I didn't. Mm-hmm love this song. I was kind of like, eh. Um, it's yeah. over pretty quick. But the more I think about it, it really does have a fun tune. And you right? can see why it, it was... Um, are you? I expect that this was somewhat of a, a hit in this era. I don't know that for sure. But I, I anticipate that people liked this song. It sounds like a, a song that would be a pop song of this time. <laughs> and it's a good one. I mean, I think it's, it has a good melody. I yeah, like you can the, picture people going around being like, and always yeah, let your yeah. conscience be your guide. And it, it also, I think, is potentially the best performance we've had so far. I think that mm-hmm. um, we heard Cliff Edwards do When You Wish Upon a Star, which is nice. You know, it's a well-sung and it's emotional. But this, but this is, is his type of number. Right. This is him hamming it up, and he really does a great job. And I think yeah. it's, it's just a very fun song. It just sounds good. It sounds it's, – it's a catchy melody. It's well-performed. I think the animation is cool, if not overly interesting, um, but there's some little cool bits about it. So I'm giving a lot of songs this B range, and I'm aware of that. <laughs> I'm hesitant to give things A's or even A minuses at this point because I do. Right. I know we have so many songs coming. So it, for all you out there, don't hate. It's not me saying that I don't like these songs. I yeah, still I like think these a B ones. for like Pinocchio and Snow White songs is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's my take on the song. <laughs> uh, Crushed it. Super proud of you. I think we're we're all done here. Our work is done. Yes. Make sure that you guys all, you know, follow us on Facebook, Wish Upon a Star, subscribe to us on iTunes, rate and review us. It makes such, such a difference yeah, when you do yeah, that. That is actually a, th- a thing. Um, you're already yeah. listening to us, but you are not all rating us. So definitely rate, review us um, mm-hmm. well, not bad. Yes. Not yeah. Silly. Yeah. If you're going to review us poorly, then just don't review us at all. But if you're going to say the good things, do that. Follow us on Twitter, um, at Wishapod, a star. Yeah. And you can email us at is Wishapod, Wishapod at gmail.com. Yep. Yeah. And this has been Frodo the Lawyer. This has been Amanda the Person. And thank you for listening to Wishapod, a star. Let your conscience be your guide. Let your conscience be your guide. Let your conscience be your guide.